COVID-19 has accelerated our use of technology. How we work and where we work has all potentially changed forever. And this presents a once in a generation opportunity. So those ethical questions that are going to come along and we just need to start considering them now. So it is a really positive story this, we've just got to make sure it doesn't become a negative one in the future. This is Beyond the Capital from Supertech, a new series that explores the future of technology in the world of work. Our focus is the tech scene that's flourishing outside of London. I'm Hilary Smith-Allen, and I'm involved in the technology adoption agenda and passionate about opportunities across the UK. In this episode, we're exploring the ethical challenges when it comes to data collection for the real estate sector. I spoke to Dan Hughes, founder of the Red Foundation and Alpha Property Insight. Thanks for joining us, Dan. Perhaps we could start with you talking a bit about the Red Foundation and its mission. Good morning. Well, thank you very much for having me. Yes, the the Real Estate Data Foundation is a not-for-profit initiative, just trying to connect the conversation across the real estate sector. Traditionally, we are very siloed about uh, job functions or life cycle stages, uh, and data doesn't really work that way. So uh, it's just trying to connect all the dots across the life cycle. And over the time, the year and a half or so that it's been out there, data ethics is a topic that has come up more and more. So it's now really trying to drive data ethics, not necessarily tell people what to do, but to make sure it's on the sector's agenda. And it's something that we're thinking about in our thinking as we move into a new digital world. Go on then. What do you mean by data ethics? What are we talking about here? Well, that's a great question. And and real estate, as an example, over the last uh, probably five, 10 years, has done a huge amount of time looking at what data is available that I can collect what technologies, we talk about IoT or image recognition. So we spend a lot of time thinking about technologically, what am I able to collect and use? We also quite rightly spend a lot of time looking at the legalities. So GDPR is one of the best examples of this, but legally or or with regulations, what am I allowed to do? What we don't think about so much is the, the ethics in this case, which absolutely overlaps, but it's really the should question. Should we be collecting data? Should we be using it? So that should we be doing things overlaps with what can I get and am I allowed to, but is separate from that. And that's really where the the report's focusing the should we be using data sets or not. It's a really hot topic, isn't it? You've seen the backlash of Facebook as an owner of WhatsApp and the security and how the data gets used and privacy. And that fundamentally goes to the business model, doesn't it? And, And thinking about buildings not as a a static environment that we all use, but as part of that business model, part of the the, yeah, the property sector and where data fits into that. What kind of examples of data we, you know, just bring it to life. What, I, I think I go into a building, it, I know where I am. I don't think it knows where I am, but I'm probably being mega naive about that. Well, no, it's a really good question. So, so real estate's on a journey at the moment. So uh, an awful lot of the examples that you've quite rightly highlighted there are all about mobile phones uh, on the internet. They're the sort of devices that we've had for a number of years. So it's all about collecting data through those devices and how that's then used to inform other things. And in the last decade or so, real estate has typically been, and, and forever, has been about dumb concrete blocks. So we build something, it's about keeping us warm or keeping the rain off our heads. It's a block that we go and work in. And what's happening is more and more technology is going into those buildings. That's Wi-Fi, that's IoT sensors, that's image recognition and cameras, all sorts of things. So buildings are now transforming into digital platforms. 
And as they do that, we're going to be facing more and more of the problems that other sectors collecting data and using it have faced in the past. So it's a very timely subject for people uh, across the world because of, as you said, Facebook or, or lots of other examples of image recognition and so on. But real estate's in a really fortunate position that actually we're probably a little bit behind so we can learn from those sectors. One of the things that I'm very keen to do through the Red Foundation and that comes out in this report is we can't wait for it to be top of the agenda because it's now that we need to act. And we're collecting more and more data all the time. Uh, so it's a big, complicated, difficult uh, question to address now, but it will never be this easy again. It's only going to get harder. So whilst it's something that's tempting to say, let's put it off until it's top of the agenda in five years' time, actually, it will be significantly harder. There'll be a lot of damage and risk, and it's something that the sector needs to work together, both as companies and as a sector, and probably with government to understand moving forward. And it is one where, you know, given the last 12 months, the pandemic, et cetera, where actually buildings and the role of that data is really kind of probably come to life a bit more, a bit more intrusion, isn't it? Taking temperature on the way into a building. It's said, oh, what's happening to that? What's, what are we thinking about it? And, and innovating quickly, as has been the case for many of the businesses and some of the ones we've talked to, that the pandemic has, has been a massive positive for the acceleration of difficult technological adoption solutions, things that might have taken years have been rapidly done in, in a matter of months. But <laughs> well, it's it's absolutely. I mean, you're spot on. So it's really accelerated things, uh, and actually, it highlights that that example of taking temperatures is a really good example of the difference between the technological. What can I get? Pretty black and white. I can either get it or I can't. The legal is relatively black and white. I know sometimes there's an element of nuance, but the subjectivity and the the should we question is very circumstantial. So it's very down to different circumstances and different people's interpretations. So one of the key things that comes out of the report is actually about that human impact. A large part of the future of, of professional services generally, and especially in the real estate side of things, is going to be that human judgment about what is the situation, what's right, what should I be doing? And the answer will probably change in different types of buildings. So it's about transparency and context. Uh, and that should question is a very human one, which is where the, the role of the human will be in the future. It's interesting, isn't it, that human construct, that the societal engagement in that dialogue and, and presumably awareness is key. Was it Microsoft CEO Brad Smith? He said, that's Orwellian future, it could come to pass if there wasn't this protection against AI. And I, and I think his conversation there was about how different societies are advancing and got different rules compared to that of the UK. Where do you see the UK's role within the real estate and all this broader agenda? Yeah, no, I think it's really a really good point. So general data ethics is, is something that's very geographic. So different countries, different cultures have very different approaches to it. I don't think within the built environment it's been considered enough anywhere. So I think that at the moment it needs more thinking about all over the place. And, and the way it's applied in different countries will be different because of different cultures. So the Red Foundation signed up as members of the International Ethics Standards Coalition, which is coalition, I think, of around 100 different industry bodies around the world trying to standardize and to improve ethics generally about the property advice that, that's given out. And you can see within that sort of organization that uh, people have different interpretations of, of uh, the approach to things. So I think from a data ethics point of view, it needs to be looked at much more. Within the UK, I think we have a really strong data infrastructure. I would argue that we're we're the market leader in that on a global basis. Of course, it depends on how you measure it. 
Uh, and we've got a real opportunity to really drive the agenda forward, to balance that collecting data for the benefit of buildings and businesses and society versus the data for individuals uh, and making sure that balance around privacy is absolutely spot on. A huge amount of it, from my point of view, is about transparency and behaviours. And I think that that's where government and also industry bodies and industry organisations have a real role to play here to say, this is what we expect to be done. These are the guidelines and the principles. And we've already talked about that you know, that health application, the example of the um, independent living, so more of a well-being theme here, but presumably also aligns with net zero and you know, other societal goals where buildings and the built environment have a massive role to play. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, real estate, and I, I do appreciate I'm biased as coming from that sector, but it is fundamentally impacts on all people and all of the major problems that we're facing on a global basis. Sustainability is a is a perfect example. So real estate is 40% of the world's energy and embodied carbon and so on. We're never going to meet any of our targets unless real estate really plays a substantial role in that. And it's never going to be able to play a really substantial role in that without better use of data. So for benchmarking, performance, improving and so on. So the drive towards collecting data and using it is absolutely the right thing to do. But as we collect it, we do need to think about these other consequences. You mentioned the sort of 1984 Orwellian society. There are examples of people using data all over the place, whether it's measuring people's keystrokes to see how productive they are and when they're not working when they are. Uh, There's a story just the other day about uh, facial recognition in China, which is estimating people's emotions to understand what they're likely to do. And there are all sorts of ethical challenges around how do you not discriminate? How do you not exclude people? How do you manage a fair society when the data and the technology is getting so complicated that it's very, very difficult to understand what's going on because the supply chain to get to a particular answer goes through several different companies, several different people, several different stages, and not one person has a view of that whole system. So I think there's a huge amount of use of data and analytics, certainly within the real estate sector, which is could very well be used or considered as unethical. Uh, there's no intention there to be unethical. It's all about let's just collect the data so we can do something, but not thinking about those consequences. You're listening to Beyond the Capital with me, Hilary Smith-Allen. Please do rate, review and subscribe on your normal podcast app. And do get in touch if you have topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes. To reach us, email us on hello at supertechwm.com. So an enormous topic in its own right, and one where the scope gets quite broad pretty quickly. In your report of late, what were the key findings and how how have you approached this and, and the recommendations and outputs? You're absolutely right. It's a huge topic. And it was, uh, I went into this knowing it was a large topic. And it's one of those things that the more you look at, the more you realize that you're only scratching the surface. The, the approach to the report was really to explore what is data ethics uh, from a real estate point of view, just trying to find that, as you mentioned earlier, and then really explore some of the questions that need to be answered and some of the use cases from other sectors around a, a structure broadly of collecting data. So what do we collect and how do we collect it? How do we then use it? So the uh, calculations or algorithms that sit behind that, and then also the communication of it. So each of those uh, overlap and they obviously feed on from one another, but they all have their own ethical uh, challenges. So for example, with data collection, how do you make sure that you are using what is a fair selection of data to give you the answer? Because something that looks as though it's very credible might actually be very 
distorted. So how as a real estate sector do we embrace the millions of data points that are coming up at us very, very quickly, especially as the drivers of buildings are becoming uh, more human focused, but at the same time, make sure that we are not going into some of these areas which are then unethical in the broad sense. So those questions that we can do, but should we? It goes to the very heart there of what it is to be a a real estate professional and the the numerous disciplines that exist within the real estate. And just thinking about the skill sets that an individual would need and that professional scepticism to be able to and confident to actually challenge and question that. You know, I, I understand the principles, but having been a chartered surveyor, <laughs> I hear them go, what would you practically do? You know, that, that it's, they're very challenging issues, aren't they? They are. And the report calls out on two different things, which I'd certainly recommend. So one is the shorter term. What can we do now, especially as a, a surveyor or a professional? And then longer term, what, what are the questions that we need to answer? And short term, uh, the, the key thing is to really consider it, start thinking about it. And actually, this comes down to common sense a lot of the time. So the challenge is to really think about some of these questions. The Real Estate Data Foundation has six data ethical principles that we ask people to work towards. Uh, and I'd highly recommend that people go and have a look at those and build those into their thinking. And that's about, uh, about being transparent, communications, uh, responsible, obviously legal, and those sort of behaviors are what we can build into our thinking, and they will prevent huge amounts of risk and challenges and problems moving forward. So in every decision you make as a property surveyor or a professional, you ought to be building in those behaviors. Longer term, there are some big challenges that we need to answer at a sector level. So for example, if we look at surveyors, they will often be responsible for the outputs and the data that is used to come to a particular decision, whether that's a cost or a value or whatever it might be. Is that sustainable and realistic in a, an environment where we're going to be moving from hundreds of data points to millions, billions, or trillions of data points? And when it goes through many, many algorithms, and those are just not going to be, it's not going to be a tenable position in the long term. So how do we make sure that a surveyor or a professional can take responsibility for what they're doing and to make sure that they're able to uh, ensure that it is ethically used because that uh, complication means it's much easier to uh, to manipulate. So understanding uh, what a person is uh, responsible for and what they realistically can is, is a key question that we need to answer at government and an industry level. Another one is things like, uh, how do you give permission to someone to use their data if you walk into a building? So if you go to a website, I'm sure we're all used to just scrolling through very quickly the 47 pages of terms and conditions and we click I accept. I was literally just thinking about that. I use Brave as a browser because I fundamentally object to being tracked on certain things. But I'm thinking about, well, how do I not go into a building where I'm not comfortable and my employer requires me to? Absolutely. You know, that's much harder, isn't it? And those terms and conditions are arguably too complicated or too simple or whatever you view. But what they do is they put everything in there to say what they're doing with your data and how they're going to use it. And then it's over there to you to understand that. You can't ask someone to go into a building or a public space every single place they go to read 400 pages of terms and conditions. So how do you communicate that? How do we set a, an acceptable level of transparency and communication to people who are using our buildings or public spaces to make sure that we get that balance right, so that we don't block people from coming in uh, and, and disrupt their daily lives, but at the same time, we are open and transparent about it. 
So we're very fortunate in real estate that we are perhaps behind the times for very good reasons, but we can learn from other sectors. We can look at what's happened with Facebook and Uber and all the other organizations and try and apply those to the environment that we work in. Uh, and I think that's something that we need to do very, very quickly. And it will need government, individual senior leaders and industry bodies to come together to address some of these questions and challenges. So an opportunity as much as it is a uh, threat. So I want to finish on a slightly more positive note. If you had one thing then, one thing for a listener to take away to action, to advance this, either at an individual or business level, what, what would be your thing? So I think this is all really positive. The use of data in the built environment, and I know we've looked at some of the risks here, but the use of data in the built environment is a massive positive, and we are very rapidly catching up with other sectors. So those ethical questions that are going to come along, and we just need to start considering them now. So it is a really positive story, this. We've just got to make sure it doesn't become a negative one in the future, and it's a very easy thing for us to do. It is, of course, complicated, but getting on the front foot is a really positive thing to do. So if there was just one thing I would say is to look at the Real Estate Data Foundation's website, look at the data ethical principles, and as a person, try and include those in everything that you do in terms of data and any conversation around data, make sure they're considered. Companies we're asking to sign up to it, especially in the real estate side of things, to demonstrate that they are starting to build it into their thinking. Dan, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for your time. Thanks for sharing the insights. Thank you very much for having me. That was Dan Hughes, founder of the Red Foundation and Alpha Property Insight. You've been listening to Beyond the Capital podcast from Supertech, a new series that explores the future of technology in the world of work. Please do rate, review and subscribe on your normal podcast app. And do get in touch if you have topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes. To reach us, email us on hello at supertechwm.com.